0: Hey, Christy. Yes, Leslie.
1: Sherlock's Holmes was doing some gardening, and Watson asked him what he planted. He replied, a lemon tree, my dear Watson.
0: <gasps> Elementary, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Christy, a backyard gardener from Colorado. These days, gardening has gotten very popular, and my friends and I have noticed more and more people picking our brains for tips and troubleshooting about gardening. We're not experts. We just learned a lot about gardening from the mistakes we made along the way. So welcome to Upside Down Tulips, a fun podcast that celebrates gardening gone wrong.
1: Upside Down Tulips
0: Hello gardeners! And hello, welcome back, Leslie. Hello. Thank you for welcoming me back. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I can't believe we were able to fit you in the schedule, Leslie, because as friends who listen to the podcast know, Leslie is one of Denver's most beloved actors. Oh, that's kind of you. And you just finished a run of um, a play in Colorado Springs. Yes, uh, The Half-Life of Marie Curie. And now... You are getting ready for a whole season at Colorado Shakespeare Festival in Boulder. Yes, I'm very excited about that. But so. in between, we're going to we're going to garden. Squeeze me in. <laughs> uh, you know that April 28th, Leslie is going to be Arbor Day?
1: You know, I don't know what Arbor Day is. <laughs> I mean, I know what it is cuz I've heard
0: of it. Uh-huh. But what does it mean? It, it means plant a tree. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's a great time of year to plant trees uh, in April. And uh, May 1st is going to be National Sunflower Day. Oh, I love sunflowers. Also, great to winter sow. Winter sowing, which is our topic. I'm very excited about that. Got my jugs. Well, it's funny because the other day, Leslie, somebody said, "Oh, Christy, I wish I, I had time to winter sew, but I guess I missed the window." And I said, "Actually, no, you can still winter sow in April and May. That's awesome. We just call it winter sewing because that's the technique." So I guess our big topic is winter sewing in spring. I love that. Nothing like that.
1: That's gonna be my new favorite thing.
0: Oh, great! Um, and and of course, on May sixth is World Naked Gardening Day. Leslie. I've-
1: I've never heard of World Naked Gardening Day, but I think it is going to be spectacular.
0: Well, friends, you'll be glad to know. Of course, we're going to replay our infamous pod play on World Naked Gardening, and we have a brand new one.
1: So exciting. This
0: week. So, uh, But before we get into our garden updates, Leslie, I do have a question for you. Yes. So I found this out yesterday that, y- and is this true, that you were in the movie Footloose?
1: I was. Not the remake. I was in the original movie, Footloose, with Kevin Bacon. You were? Yes. So, you know that game where Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Yeah. You are now Two Degrees of kevin bacon because oh. i am one degree of oh my kevin gosh bacon.
0: and you yeah. who, what, what What? tell me about your part well
1: i played a character named Erlene uh-huh. who uh in the movie she's learning how to dance on the tv and all this stuff but then my part got cut after we started filming but they wanted to keep me around so they're like we'll just keep you around and we'll figure out a place to put you in so, I ended up with uh, a couple of scenes, but I had, you know, one scene with Kevin Bacon. And uh, it was at the 7 Eleven. And uh, it was really kind of fun because I was working with the um, stand in. Uh-huh. You know, we were doing it, there was no lines. He said, just make something up, the director. Uh-huh. And uh, so, you know, we were doing our thing. And then Kevin steps in and we he start was filming. He's so cute oh, when he's.
2: And Enamilably. he's so nice. In those
1: jeans. Oh, he's so great. And so he, he uh, you know, they go, okay, action. And Kevin says, uh, so do you think you'll go to the dance? <laughs> and I looked him in the eye and I couldn't speak. I just stood there staring at him.
2: You were, and they're you like,
1: were, you were, cut. They're like, honey, he's got lines. You can't just stare at him. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And. Kevin's like, no, "It's it's okay. It's okay. You do great. You do great." So, um so then we, you know, roll again and he's like, um uh, so you think you go to the dance? And I'm like, well, I don't know. They say dancing in the Bible is bad. And my parents are very religious. And I don't think, anyway, I did a whole monologue. And they they were like, cut. It's not a monologue. Just <laughs> say one line. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he's like, yeah, but that was good. That was good. That was really good. So anyway, one more time, he says, you know, you think you go to the dance? And I said, I don't think my mother would approve. And that was the line. So that's. Nice.
0: So we have, to I have look one for line
1: I to Kevin Bacon. Infl- I was like 17. So I mean, oh, oh that's, my gosh, I just want to think me. I've known
0: you all these years. I learned yeah. something new about you.
1: He was really it. nice. though. they called him one take
0: bake, because he always got it on the first take. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. All right. It is a gardening show. So let's get on to the garden talk. <laughs> Uh, Leslie, will you please let us know how are all your plants doing since we last chatted? Well, it's, um, you know,
1: they're doing okay. Cause you know, I was away for six weeks. So mm. my husband had to step in and water my plants for me. But he
0: overwaters. Doesn't? I
1: know, but I, he was very careful this time. He, you know, he even forgot a couple of times, which is good because the orchids don't like to be watered that much. But my Chloris Leafman is blooming like crazy. This is your orchid? Yes, and it's got two stems, and each stem has like 10 flowers on it. How do you do that? I I just left it alone, and now it's happy.
0: I have have killed about five orchids in my life
1: well both of mine I mean because leaf life is still about to bloom like the stem has come out and there's like maybe five or six buds that's a much smaller plant but it's very exciting and my uh poinsettia is still alive nice yes and um and my pronunciation I thank you (laughs) I had to practice that (laughs) um and my Christmas cactus is seems very happy you know, s- still alive. So I'm oh, excited great. if any, uh, my little rose bush, uh, I oh. mean, still got some leaves on there, but uh, not doing as well.
0: But it, but it has leaves. That's has a good sign. It has some leaves. That's a good sign. And, and nothing's
1: black yet, so I figure oh, that's
0: okay. <laughs> um, uh, last time you were here, Leslie, you brought in your little cactus that I believe- um, Sticky. Yeah, Sticky. And Sticky had some brown spots on it. How is Sticky doing?
1: Well, you know, Sticky's still in the window, and they're, the brown spots haven't grown. Oh, so that's good. I mean, it seems like Sticky is still alive. I'm very careful. We we hardly water
0: Sticky at all. Good. Yeah, that's um, good. But, I think Sticky was getting overwatered. But I can't tell
1: if... I mean, as long as it's still green, it's yeah, still alive, right? Good.
0: Yeah, green is good. Well, Sticky's holding on. Okay, <laughs> okay great. Okay, good. Okay, good. Um, well, I can tell you a couple things about uh, what's going on in my garden, Leslie. Oh, fantastic. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that... Um, I don't know, friend. If folks you remember this, but I had a incident near my compost pile last year, where I, Leslie, I found a dead rat. What? What? Yeah, it was really gross and scary. Um, my handsome and handy husband said that's not a rat. I said, oh yeah, get closer, and yes, it was a rat near the compost pile. So I've been kind of afraid of my compost pile, and I didn't turn it at all this fall. But I had to turn it this spring. I mean, right. it's just stuff. And I was just so afraid to go over to it because I had this vision, Leslie, that I would like start pulling things out of the compost pile and I would just find a nest of rat babies. Uh,
1: like a family, a <laughs> yeah, family living in there. Oh.
0: I so I put it off and I put it off. And finally, um, uh, uh, my handsome and handy husband convinced me that there were no rats in the compost pile. And I kind of poked it, uh-huh. you know, with the end of my rake. And, and then so I just started pulling everything out oh my least favorite garden task it's so much work but i pulled everything out of these bins because i don't have the kind that you rotate or you turn a crank it oh you' yeah, seen air, those right open air bins i'm pulling everything out scooping out everything that's compost and putting it in one bin and then putting everything back in wow and so i got it done which i'm very excited about but there was this moment when um a, a, a woman came by i've been posted on a gardening group on Facebook that was giving away plants. So she stopped by, while I'm in the middle of pulling all this out to pick up some plants. And it turned out that it was Lauren who was a member of the garden party who I'd never met before. That's fantastic. Except for I, Leslie, was head to toe in compost. So I was like, you know, I mean, it's (laughs) leaves and grass, sure, but it's also like food scraps from the last year. So it was like, I just felt like I was covered in Coffee grounds and banana peels and Halloween pumpkins and, but it was really nice to meet Lauren and she uh, was very gracious even though I was I was head to toe. But when I when she came over, I said, "I'm sorry, you just find me in my least favorite garden task." She goes, "Yeah, I know because I just listened to that in the podcast." And oh my god, that was weird. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> That's kind of like a meta moment. It was. It was very meta. Um, and I also want to uh, give folks an update on my Forsythia. <gasps> Do you know what a forsythia is, Leslie? I have no
1: idea, but I love that name. Isn't that pretty? Yeah.
0: It is a one of the first blooming bushes in the spring, and it is a bright canary yellow. It is so beautiful. It blooms before lilac bushes. It's a beautiful plant. I've always wanted one. I planted one for the first time two years ago, and I got... Last year, this beautiful, this it, it's gonna get big, but this beautiful little bush, bright yellow, so beautiful, so wonderful, and I went out to check to see how it's doing.
1: Uh oh, what?
2: It's dead. No, oh, dead. Oh, poor thing. Oh, you
0: know, the first year when it when the temperatures got really, really cold, I covered it. I was very anal with it. And this year I thought, what's well, going to be just fine Just left on its own. But we had some temperatures this spring that got really cold. We did, yes. And I think that's
2: what did it.
1: You know, I, I think that I have a bush out front and all the leaves are like brown. Yes. And I don't, it's happened before, but it came back. I'm not sure this time. It's the end of April. It's, I, I don't know.
2: It's dead. It's dead. dead. It's dead. <laughs> I know.
0: Oh, oh, I'm just so devastated oh, by well, it. Well,
1: you know, these things happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I should, you know, learn from my mistakes, folks. If you have a young establishing plant in the winter and the temperatures get below 20 degrees, cover, cover, I, cover, cover. I never even thought of that. <sighs> that is a great. Oh,
1: well, I'll have to remember that.
0: Well, uh, friends, if there are words or terms you don't understand, please check out the funny and informative Upside Down Dictionary at upside downtulips.com. Or you can click on the link in our show notes. Uh, You can be like Lauren and join the garden party, which means you throw us a couple bucks each month so that we can continue providing you this free podcast. Um, We also have stuff on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. And we encourage you to buy some of our fabulous merch that we have available on a link in the show notes, too.
1: We love merch.
0: And now, Leslie, here comes a repeat of one of our most popular pod plays <laughs> on World Naked Gardening Day with the ever-always-lovely Edith Weiss.
1: We love Edith.
0: <laughs> a spring. Such a beautiful sunny Saturday. I love Colorado in May. Before I go to Edith's house to help out in her garden, always a good practice to stretch out first with a little yoga. Ah, Sun salutation, into plank, then cobra, and downward dog. Halfway lift and finish off with a sun salutation. Ah, nice. I'm off to Edith's house. (laughs) You know, so nice. I think I will skip. La 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 la. Hi, neighbor. Looking good. Well, hello to you too, kind stranger. And right back at ya. Careful there.
2: Edith, hello. Ready to plant some roses? Just a second, Christy, be right there. Just gotta get my gloves on. There we go, here I am. Oh my gourd! Christy, what in the living French toast are you doing? What? Christy, you are in your birthday suit.
0: Well, sure. You asked me to come help you plant in the natural state today. I didn't think you meant in Arkansas, whose state motto is the natural state. I meant natural as in organic. No pesticides. But today is the first Saturday in May. It's WNGD. Naturally, I assumed you meant me to come in my altogether. WNGD? Why, World Naked Gardening Day, silly. The annual international event celebrated on the first Saturday of May by gardeners and non-gardeners alike. The more important question is, Why aren't you naked as that jaybird over there? Uh, what? Sure. Think of the benefits of bare, unabashed gardening. The satisfaction of exercising in the great outdoors. The attractiveness of an all-over tan. More vitamin D where the sun doesn't shine. And don't forget accepting all forms of the human body. It's been a thing since the Garden of Eden. Well... If you put it that way. Woohoo! There you go! World Naked Gardening Day. Tend to your portion of the world's garden unclothed as nature intended, in the natural state, but maybe not the roses.
2: Ouch! Holy shiitake mushrooms, that's smart!
0: Okay, so we're talking about winter sowing in the spring. I love it. Uh, Winter sowing, friends, is um, an outdoor seed starting method. And so the basics of it is is that you can recycle any kind of container with a lid and turn it into a mini greenhouse. You fill the bottom half with soil and seeds, and you tape the two halves together, and you put the whole thing outside and let the seeds decide when they want to germinate. I'm very excited about this winter sewing.
1: I've been saving my water jugs. Oh, good. uh, My distilled water jugs under the bed. I had, you know. Under the bed? Yes, because I just (laughs) shove them under the bed when they're empty, you know. And my husband was like, why are all these jugs under the bed? Are you crazy? And I was like, no, these are for winter sewing. And he's like, I don't understand. And I'm like, well, you just have to trust me. Do not throw out those jugs. I need them.
0: Well, it's a great way of seed starting. What's nice about it is that the seeds know when to germinate and your plants will be better adapted to your climate than plants that you start inside or plants that you bought at the store. Um, If you want to, of course, a lot of folks do start seeds inside, but that means you have to have space for it. You have to buy the grow lights for it. And then you still have to um, take your plants outside and harden them off and hope they survive. And these plants, are just started outside, are already used to mm-hmm. what your climate is. So they're a little hardier. When
1: when you have them outside, does it matter where you put them? Like, can you put them on the porch? Or yeah. Like, do you put them next to a wall so that they have heat? Or I, I don't exactly know how it works. Yeah,
0: I've had them in all sorts of places. Really? Yeah. Um, they just, just, just when you think about like how seeds grow outside, Mm -hmm. you know, they just find a way to, they just find a way to grow. Um, like if you were just sprinkling seeds outside, they just know when to start to come up. Um, now it's called winter sowing because most people do it in December, January, February. And that's when folks will winter sow perennials, which are plants that come back every year that need cold stratification. So these are plants that need cold and moisture in order to germinate. Cold stratification. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I just learned something okay, new. good. Now, you. a lot of people will also winter sow in mid to late March, and you can start winter sowing hardy annuals, like pansies to me is always a great example of a pan. I have pansies out in my pots right now because they don't mind a little cold. Oh, I love pansies. I They're so pretty. They're their little faces. Mm-hmm. Um, And like, it might, it's supposed to snow tonight in Denver. And it, the panties will be fine. I had no idea. Yeah, a couple inches. Really? Yeah, one to three inches, Leslie. I. This <laughs> is the middle of April. Yeah. Okay. We just get we've had such huge swings. Yeah. It was eighty degrees last week. That's crazy. Um, however, you can still winter sow. I'm putting that on quotation marks in mm-hmm. April and May, um, and you can do tender annuals, and you can do vegetables, and you can do herbs.
1: Herbs, you're right? Herbs. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking. I know what you're thinking. I'm thinking
0: I have some revenge basil coming. <laughs> you do, you do. <laughs> well, let's go through some of the supplies and some kind of the ways to do it, and then, um, and then we'll also we'll sow some seeds. I'm very excited about okay. that. Uh so my favorite is the milk jug. I've got my jugs oh, right here. You have water jugs, right? And um, as you can see, Leslie, that this milk jug I've cleaned it out. And I have cut it about four inches above where, um, from the bottom, Mm -hmm. and kind of below the handle. But I have, I didn't cut it off all the way. I left about maybe two to three inches. I see. So it has a hinge that can go back and forth on it. And so I used a scissors to do that. And then in the bottom, I have... I put holes in for drainage. Oh, yes, I see. I did that with a scissors, but um, you can also do it with a drill. You could do it with an owl. Is that how I, you know, an AWL? Oh, yes. It's like a punching tool. A punching thing. You can do it with that too. And I have filled it with some um, seed starting mix. Oh, yes, I and, see. Um, it's lighter than – I, I kind of mixed this, actually. This is like this is like potting soil mixed with seed starting mix. Um, you can just use straight seed starting mix, which is a soilless soil. Soilless
1: um, soil. hmm
0: I know. That doesn't make any sense, does it? Is that an oxymoron? Is that what that is? <laughs> like military intelligence?
1: Oh, that's good, yeah. too. <laughs>
0: um, but this is a combination of that and just some potting soil. That I just you know got at the store. It looks very moist. Shout out to moist. Moist. Yes, it is moist. In fact, I pre-moistened it. Now, how did you do that? Like put water on it. Oh, that's all you do. Yeah, that's all I do. It's not like I have to soak it or anything. Yeah, no. But you notice how look at this dark color. I always kind of say like you know it's 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 moist enough if it looks the color of like chocolate cake batter or brownie batter. But if it looks like the color of dry cake mix or Brownie mix, then you need to water it. Okay. Um, and so I put drainage holes in here. Now there's variations on containers. If you don't want to use milk jugs, or you you're using water jugs, right? Right. I think it's about the same thing. Uh, you don't have to use the. This is what I. This what most people will use these type of mm-hmm. jugs, though.
1: Um, I love that 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 built in handle, so that you can open it up really easily on that hinge, and, and uh, close it up.
0: Yeah. And notice how I don't have the lid on it at all. You don't use that the the cap from oh. the milk jug or the water jug. You don't use that at all. You can just recycle that or throw it away.
1: I guess I didn't have to spend 10 minutes looking under the bed for the top oh, oh, of that no. milk jug. Oh no. dang it. Oh, sorry. I was like, where is it? It's here somewhere. Oh no.
0: Yeah, you don't oh. you don't need the you don't need the top Good at all. Good to off. know. Good to know. But if you don't have and you know where I got these milk jugs at, um, I got them at Starbucks. No. Really? So if you call up a Starbucks and, and I say, "Hey, will you save all of today's – because they go through so much dairy, so oh. much milk for all the lattes. And then we save them for a day, and I'll come in the next day. I pick them up, and sure enough, I went in there, and they had saved them all. And That's a great idea. Yeah. Just make sure you rinse them out right away, because if you don't rinse them out right away – Smell. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a terrible – I've made that mistake. Um, but if you don't have these type of jugs, you can use other things, too. You just need something that's made out of plastic or foil – that um, has a, some kind of transparent lid. Did mm-hmm. you notice how this is, this is the milk jug and the water jugs are a little opaque? Yeah. So that means the sun will peek through there. So I see. So it's creating, because
1: you've moistened the soil, mm-hmm. and because it has a lid and the sun can go through it,
0: it's a greenhouse. It's a little baby greenhouse. A tiny greenhouse. I get it. Nice. You could also use two liter bottles. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Just make sure when you cut it that you leave... You know, like a good four inches mm-hmm. at the bottom so that there's room mm-hmm. for soil. And then give yourself a little hinge if you want to. I'm you very could,
1: excited to try this.
0: You could use disposable food containers.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I never thought of that. Takeout oh, containers? Oh, right, because it has, they give yeah. you those lids to put on top. Yeah. Oh, and then it would be a little flatter. Uh, exactly. You know, if you don't have a height, you yeah. need to put them somewhere
0: flat. Yeah, they, it's good for it to have some height because mm-hmm. as the when the plants grow, they'll need oh, a little yeah, bit of, of room. Oh, yeah, of course. Duh. That's why I milk. That's why I milk jugs and two-liter yeah. bottles are really nice. But I've also seen people use takeout containers, seen them use ice cream buckets. Wow, um, you know those containers you get from um, the deli. Oh yeah, you know like, you know when you get a muffin from mm-hmm. the deli, and it's like that that plastic case that just all that plastic yeah. for one muffin. Well, you can turn that one-use plastic into a, du- a dual-use plastic and give it at least some purpose in life.
1: So here's a question. So let I've got my winter sowing. I start everything. Things start growing. I've got my herbs in there. Do I have to move them at some point somewhere yes. else? Yes.
0: Yes, you do. Okay. Yeah. And we'll talk about that when we get back from break. Okay, great. So let's talk about seeds. Seeds. Okay. Almost anything that can be directly sown into the garden bed in the month of May, you can start ahead of time in these little mini greenhouses in April and May, depending upon the zone that you're in. Okay. So here in the Denver metro area, I mean, people got a good month to be able to do some winter sowing and get a little kickstart. So some of the flowers that folks can do in milk jugs right now in most parts of the country are marigolds. Okay. Morning glory, sunflowers,
2: sunflowers.
0: Yeah, in honor of National Sunflower Day, I love that. So sunflowers, Uh, zinnias, zinnias, nasturtium, verbena, elysium, coreopsis, cosmos, cosmos. And I'm trying to for the first time. I'm trying petunias, which I've never done before. Petunias. So. Uh, And here are the herbs you can do, Leslie. Okay, I'm ready. Basil.
1: Yes, (laughs) all my jugs are going to be basil. (laughs) I'm telling you.
0: Okay, good. Um, And you can also do other annual herbs. So these are herbs that use their you know they're only good for that season. Dill, cilantro, marjoram, savory, Um, and you can also do veggies. Veggies. So this week I winter sowed tomatoes as an experiment. Oh, really? Yeah. That's fantastic. Black cream. You can do cucumbers.
1: I love cucumbers. You can do
0: eggplant. You can do cauliflower, broccoli. I don't so, think
1: I've ever seen broccoli or cauliflower grow. Uh, like I don't know what that looks like.
0: Yeah, it has. It 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 it, it's, it is. Um, it has like long green leaves that are kind of sagey. and then the broccoli and the cauliflower will come in from the middle.
1: Oh, and then it's like a little pod, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is oh, that big? makes yeah. sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so I think what we should do, Leslie, is that we should we should sow some. I'm so, so ready. So I brought a bunch of seeds, Excellent. and you get to decide which seeds that you want to sow because I have a couple of jugs here. So when we come back, we're gonna sow some seeds, and then we're and we'll explain to folks how what you do once they start to germinate. Mm-hmm. And how to transplant them out, and then how to troubleshoot them. Okay, that okay? sounds fantastic. But here's a brand new World Naked Gardening Day pod play. So excited!
2: Ring, ring! Hello, Christy! It's a beautiful May day for gardening. Hi, Edith!
0: Thanks so much for coming to help me out. Where's your Handsome and Handy Husband? Oh, he's off to a Handsome and Handy Husband convention, doing a presentation on how to stay looking good while changing a toilet flange. Edith, may I say you are looking especially radiant
2: today. Your skin is just glowing. I was just about to say the same thing about you. Did you get that mole removed? I did! Thanks for noticing. Should we start off with some stretches? Great idea. (sighs) Sun salutation into plank, then cobra, and downward dog, halfway lift, and finish off with a one-handed headstand with a spread eagle. Impressive, Edith.
0: Now let's put on some sunscreen. Very important today. Thanks. Uh, you missed a spot. Oh, where? Right there. Wait, I can get uh, it for you.
2: Uh, there. Uh,
0: awesome. some. Let's head off into the backyard and start with my least favorite garden
2: task. The compost pile. Yay!
0: That's a lot of work. Next chore, pruning up the dead canes from
2: climbing roses. It's the best time of the year to do it. Ow! Oh! 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 oh careful! Oh, darn it! Oh, ow! Oh! Hmm. What's next?
1: Christy! Eat it!
2: I brought my milk jugs! We're back here, Leslie!
0: I forgot to tell you, Leslie is going to stop by to learn how to winter sew, even though it's spring.
2: Oh, hi, Leslie! (gasps) (gasps) Oh, my gourd! You have clothes on. The more interesting observation, dear Leslie, is... You do not.
1: You told me today is World Naked Gardening Day, an annual international event celebrated on the first Sunday of May by gardeners and non-gardeners alike. What in the name of William
2: Shatner is going on around here? World Naked Gardening Day is celebrated on the first Saturday in May, not the first Sunday.
1: Oh, I wish I'd known that before I went to church.
0: World Naked Gardening Day. Tend to your portion of the world's garden unclothed as nature intended. The first Saturday in May. So, I brought my jugs out for nothing? Okay, so here in front of us, we have a jug that's been cut with a little hinge and holes on the bottom, and we have pre-moistened soil. Love it. And um, I have some annual herbs here, Leslie. What are you in the mood for? I have some dill, I have some basil, I have some cilantro. You know, I actually like all of
1: those things. I mean, basil is number one for me, but um, can you put those seeds all together in one pot, or do you have to? I mean, I've got like six jugs here, so uh,
0: we could we you absolutely can. Um, The plus side of that is that if you don't want like a lot of days basil, a lot of dill, you could definitely put different ones. The tricky part is is that when they start to come up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what they are? Sometimes I put little labels inside. Oh. You know? So if you want to, we could do... We, could, I think we should do this one all basil, but, and then we can do one that's has different rows in it. I okay. think that
1: that's a brilliant idea. Okay.
0: This one here is basil Italian... Uh, Gen... Geno... Is that a V? Yeah. Geno, <laughs>
1: Genovese.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Genovese. I'm going okay. to say Genovese. So, so this is an annual... Full sun, part shade. Oh, and this is Botanical Interest, which is- What does that mean? Um, it's one of my favorite seed companies oh. in Broomfield, Colorado. Oh, Broomfield, yeah. right down the road. And they have all these beautiful illustrations. So um, I-, I recommend sewing this pretty thickly, Leslie. So okay, I'm going to let you go mean ahead and sew. When you
1: say thickly, okay, does that mean- a lot of seeds. Yeah. Okay. Do I like? Should I use my fingers to make like a little holes?
0: You do not need to because we don't cover do it. We're going to cover it with soil. Oh, so you literally just, just sprinkle. sprinkle it on? Yeah. So here, let me give you some. Oh,
1: this is very moist soil. Okay.
0: Right, so let me give you that and just sprinkle that all over there and try to get it. This yeah. Is yeah so very nice. Exciting. Sprinkling
2: it. These seeds are across. so
0: tiny. Are they tiny? They're so tiny. Okay. And now it says it wants a quarter inch of seed depth. Okay. So, so I don't need to pat it down because we're going to go right on there. You don't need to right pat it, it down. There. So here, take some of the soil. Can you see it? I do. Yeah. And then just, and just sprinkle some on top.
1: You have a very nice soil bucket. Okay. So I'm just sprinkling. Yeah. Now, folks, I'm just sprinkling. I'm just doing a small layer. I think that's perfect. Over all the seeds. I'm getting the corners here.
0: Yeah. Get the corners. Yeah. Very nice. And then you can pat it down a little bit. That's what I would do, too. I'd give it a little pat.
1: Oh, this is so cool. And
0: one of the reasons why we pre-moistened it is because we will give it a little drink, Leslie, Uh now. But if we had to... If it was all dry, what would happen is that the basil seeds would just go all over. And they would have a tendency to probably, like, go to the corners and go to the sides. And we just kind of want them to stay there. So, yeah, you can give it a little, you know, yeah, give it a nice little pat down. And then... We'll close it up. Now if this was January and we were doing perennials, I would I would wrap this up in tape. Oh, so that it wouldn't there's so, no leaking. Right, no <laughs> leaking would come. But um, you can actually just like take it and like just put it the top. Oh, and it just the tucks right in. And just tuck it on the inside.
1: Oh that's great. Oh, let me try that. Okay. Let's see. I'm okay. So if you tuck the sides.
0: Yeah. And just kind of tuck it in. Oh, look at that. It's, okay, fits really well. And then here's a Sharpie so that you can label it. Oh, good Um, idea. It's it's important to label it so that you know what's in it. Because when they come up, sometimes you don't recognize what the seeds are. It's good to use a semi-permanent marker because the sun, especially in Colorado, can fade it out. And I've had that happen before where I've labeled it. So sometimes folks will even label in the inside also. To be on the on the safe All side. All
1: right, our basil has started. So
0: and that and then and you do it just like it says on the seed packet. So it says here, Leslie, look, these should appear in just a couple of weeks.
1: Oh, that's exciting!
0: So you, you leave it outside. You let the if it snows tonight, it, right. just let it. Just let it. Happen. It's okay because
1: yeah. it's protected. Yeah, and so the snow's not yeah. going to bother it.
0: Um, you want to make sure that you keep an eye that if the soil gets dried out. Okay. Um, You'll know that it's doing well, though, because you'll see evaporation happening inside the milk jug, and that means that it's doing this little greenhouse business. Okay. Uh, But when you're winter sowing in the spring, you need to be a bit more careful about making sure that you keep an eye on water, because things will dry out more easily, because the weather's nicer. Oh, right. Okay. You want to do another one? I do. Okay. Yes. You want to do some dill? I want to do the dill and
1: the- the Cilantro? Yes. okay. Okay. Great. Oh, yeah. I love cilantro. My husband does not like cilantro. Does it taste like soap dishes? Yes, he says it tastes disgusting.
0: Yeah, that's a different, it's a, that's true for folks. It's a, like they have a different part of their uh, chemical makeup. That's so weird. But I love cilantro. So now if I can just uh, do a little
1: gardening and a little winter sowing, I'll have cilantro for myself. I won't have to
0: share. Okay, so this one, I suggest we do two rows. Okay. And I think... Let's do so.
1: This one you don't sprinkle around like we did the basil. We're gonna keep it contained on different right, sides. Right, you're gonna pick a side. But okay. I think this
0: one. This one's e- cilantro and one dill oh, look so different from each other. Much bigger
1: seed than the basil.
0: Yeah, you know what? It it's uh, coriander.
1: Did oh, this is that? coriander.
0: Wait, it's it's, it's so... coriander oh. is cilantro seeds. I did not know that. So just do it on one side. I did not know that. That's so cool. Now this one says. That it wants a half an inch. A half an inch? Of soil. Okay. The depth. So go ahead and put...
1: This... Yeah, this is... This is is a
0: little bit more soil. Yeah.
1: Okay. Do I want to put the other one on this side now, or... I'm going
0: to have you wait, because the uh, dill is when you actually press into the surface. Oh, okay. So I'm going to use the... I'm going to cover it up. I'm covering it up now with this. Oh, yeah. That's good.
1: uh,
0: And you said a half an inch? Yeah.
1: Okay. That looks like...
0: It's kind of interesting. Should I do it all over? Sure. Or? Yeah. Okay. You're doing great. Just make sure you get them all covered.
1: Oh, I love playing in the dirt. You know, when I was a kid, I used to uh, make mud pies. Did, did you ever oh, do of that? Course, yeah, yeah. And I would, but I would eat them. And I would come into the house <laughs> and my mother would be like, Leslie, have you been eating mud pies? And I would have a ring of mud around oh. my, my face, right? And I would be like, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> my mother said she knew I was going to be an actor right then. I, <laughs> I love was like, it. Like, no, mother, no. I wouldn't do that ring of mud around my face.
0: Okay, so now on the other side we'll do dill seeds and these you just press into the top layer. So that will so give you some. I don't gel.
1: sprinkle them around. I When you say press in, do I make a hole or anything or I just lay them on top and then just go through? And lay press?
0: them on top and then we'll press. Okay. But don't put them where the the cilantro is. No, was. that's on the other side. Okay.
1: Oh, these are very flat. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's
1: good. Okay, wait. I have a whole handful left. Oh, I don't want to. Oh,
0: I don't want to lose any. There we go. <laughs> get that one. I'm gonna in get there. that.
1: Okay. I'm getting this one too.
0: Okay. And so now, now you just press in with your hand, and you can use like maybe the back of your hand, like I do that sometimes.
1: Okay. Wait, I got a rogue. Yeah. Like okay. That. So just press them in. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Okay. Now, uh, how come these ones don't get covered with soil?
0: Because they need sun in order to germinate. Oh! But they okay. need contact with the soil. Okay, there we go. Okay, great. <gasps> Whoa. So we'll cover this one up, and we'll label it. And now, do you want to do some flowers?
1: I would love to do some
0: flowers. Okay, now here are your choices. I have these are from these are seeds I collected from my garden. Oh. These are African marigold, so it's a big pom pom, orange and yellow. Here are cosmos, and then here is zinnia.
1: Okay, now the zinnia is super interesting. You, it, they're like the flowers dried. Yeah. So do you just like put the whole pod in yeah, the soil, what I or? Usually,
0: do I will so super heavy because I don't. These aren't haven't been made in a. Fancy seed company like Botanical Interest. Mm-hmm. So, but let me pull all these seeds out on the table. You can kind of see like a lot of this is the chaff, uh, but yeah. the real seed looks, it's dark and it looks like a little arrowhead. See that there, Leslie? Oh yeah, I see that. So now I could go through and oh. pick all these out, but like, here's an example of a seed too. See how that's what the seed looks like. It has a little, oh. it's darker. And all the rest of the stuff is the dried up flower petal. Oh, but I see. I'm, but I don't have that much patience to be able to um,
2: pick, you know, those, pick out. those out. Right. So I
0: just throw a bunch in the thing. So you just ch- chaff and all. Yeah. So look how much I'm putting in. Oh, that's great. I'm putting in, a, I'm just putting, I'm just over sowing it, all these zinnias. These are pink and purple. Are we going to put soil on top yeah, of those? put soil on top okay. of those. I'm ready.
1: Ready with my scooper. Good. Okay. Is there an inch? How much do I need? An yeah, inch, half another, inch?
0: Another, 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 like that. Yeah, okay, I think you did like perfect. a quarter inch. Okay, So then we'll cover those up, oh, and we'll I'll put cover. those up, and maybe in a couple weeks, they will germinate. Now, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you my echinacea that I did, which is a perennial that I winter sewed in January. Okay. Ooh, anticipation! And these are from my own seeds. <gasps> but look at them; all come up. They come oh, up. Oh, like, that's so cool! They come up. It almost looks like like a collection of like uh, uh what like sprouts, like when you get like it looks like sprouts. Yeah, oh. all over the place. And so there's so many of them here. So how do I decide when it's time to plant them out? Well, you do see, these you, are do you, have the, do you have to separate them out. You do have to separate. It's a big mat, folks. A big mat of. Little seedlings. And so once they once they get their second set of leaves, as Edith will call, they get the first set of leaves are their baby teeth, and their second set of leaves are their grown-up teeth. Oh. So once they get a little bigger, uh, you take a little clump of them out, uh-huh. and you stick them in the soil. Perfect. Little clumps. It's called hunk-o-seedlings. Hunk-o-seedlings. Yeah. That is genius. Things to troubleshoot for is that if it's light brown, you wanna water it. You wanna keep a close eye on things when they are in when you're winter sowing in the spring because they'll dry out really quick. Right, you said that. Mm -hmm. You gotta keep an eye out for when the temperatures dip down because like these little guys are all green and happy, but it's gonna snow tonight. Mm. And they could freeze. So I'm gonna you could cover them Mm -hmm. or you can move them inside a porch or a garage just to keep them warm. Okay. Our ways to trouble the ways to troubleshoot them. And look at all the plants you can start really easily, really quickly, cheaply, right now. I'm 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 all in. Hey Leslie. Yes, Christy? Guess what time it is?
1: What time is it?
0: It's mailbag time. <gasps> ring ring. Well, Leslie reach into that mailbag. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. I've got one here from Ashley from Denver. Hi, I have a tip for keeping those silly cats out of your pots. <laughs> okay. For years now, I've been using press and seal wrap over my larger potted plants. It's not the prettiest, but it keeps my cats and their business out of my potted plants. My 11-year-old Dracenia and my seven-year-old firestick plant wouldn't be alive today without press and seal. Thanks for the show. Moved to the Denver area in 2020 and was new to this climate. You've helped me so much with my garden. Oh, and there's a P.S. (laughs) Our cat's names are Jude and Isabella. The dracenia was a $5.00. Walmart rescue that my husband used (laughs) as our first Christmas tree. That's so cool. Uh, Well,
0: Ashley, I appreciate the advice because as friends know, I've had trouble um, getting my cat Leonardo DiCatrio out of my ficus plant and my aloe veras and present seal is a great idea.
1: That's genius.
0: And you know what I did with my ficus plant, this was my handsome and handy husband's idea, is that he cut some chicken wire. Oh. And he put it in the, the, the same size as the pot, but, but a hole for the, the, the trunk of the ficus tree oh, to smart. come through. Um, so it has prevented Leo from digging in the plant, but it doesn't prevent him from trying to climb the ficus oh, plant. No. But it, But press and seal sounds like a great idea. And I love that you have, wow, an 11-year-old plant and a 7-year-old fire stick plant. That is so impressive. That fire stick plant. Those are so cool. Beautiful, right? right? I know. I have a little envy about that. Well, friends, if you have questions, concerns, thoughts, comments, you could write to us. And you, too, could have your letter read in mailbag. Just write to us at UpsideDownTulips.com or at UpsideDownTulips at Gmail. We look forward to hearing from you. Leslie, It's spring. Do you have any additional inspiration for all of us gardeners out there?
1: You know, I do have a little inspiration, and it was actually prompted by what you said earlier. I had a different one, oh. but I'm going to change to ooh, this. Ooh, spontaneous. When you were talking about how, you know, your plant died, you came out and it was dead, and we were talking about my hedge, which I think is also dead, I found this quote. There are no gardening mistakes, only experiments. <sighs> And I kind of like the idea of that because it lets us try things. Yes. And if something dies, we try something else.
0: Oh, well, I guess I'm going to be getting a new Cynthia. I think I might need a new hedge. <laughs> well, friends, you've reached the end of another episode of Upside Down Tulips. We are Leslie O'Carroll and Christy Montour-Larson. And if you got some laughs
1: and some value out of this week's episode, could you do us a favor?
0: Hit that subscribe, like, or follow button wherever you're listening to your podcast right now.
1: Thank you so much to Denise Gentilini for composing and performing the Upside Down Tulips theme song.
0: And if you want more, you can find it at DeniseGentilini.com or you can find it at UpsideDownTulips.com. And thanks
1: to the many talents and the kind heart of our dear friend Edith Weiss. Thanks, Edith. Join us in two weeks for another episode that will delight and hopefully amaze you.
0: And don't forget if you make a mistake,
1: your garden will forgive you.
2: Upside down to